Do you crave the beep, beep, boop of new technology? Does your pulse quicken when you peel the shrink wrap of that new tech gadget? Are you everybody's tech go-to guy? The Newmont University in South Jordan is the college for you. With bachelor's programs in computer science, game, and web development, Newmont has compressed a traditional four-year degree into just two and a half intense years. And they deliver results with 90% of grads employed in their chosen fields within six months of graduation. For more info, visit www.newmont.edu or call us at 888-NEUMONT today. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, fine, fine sponsor of the Geek Show Podcast, geekshowpodcast.com. And uh, we're here, I'm here, uh, Carrie, with uh, Jeff and Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy is a big Tron fan. Tron. And so we're going to introduce Jimmy to Dr. Volt's Comics because of the new Tron comic book coming out. So what you need to do, Jimmy, yes. first of all, go down to Dr. Volt's at 2043 East, 3300 South, walk up to the front desk and, and say, Geek Show says hey! <laughs> At which point they'll reply, hey, to Geek Show. Now, you don't have to do that to open a hold no. at Dr. Volt's, but it would be nice. Now, uh, you open a hold, it's free. <gasps> they give you a number, and you say, I want all the Tron comics. Yes. Give me, give me, give me, give me. And they'll get them for yes, you. Yes, by hold they mean they hold the comics mm -hmm. when they come in on Wednesdays in, that in, you've ordered. In other uh, places, it's called a pull or things right. like that. But uh, it's, it's no charge at Dr. Volt's, which is also a special thing. Yeah. Dr. Volt's Comics also uh, gets in uh, toys, action figures, uh, T-shirts, posters, games, all that stuff. Uh, you know, whatever. Mexican kind of... Coke. <laughs> yes, and the Mexican Coke is probably the most popular. Twenty forty-three East, thirty-three hundred South, and you can buy Geek Show T-shirts there. Geek Show says hey to Dr. Volt's Comics. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Comcast, the Salt Lake Tribune, Simmons Media, the Utah Symphony Orchestra, MSN.com, any school district, their respective managements, owners, or employees. Broken news, and welcome to it. Uh, hi, GeekShowPodcast.com. Sorry, it's a little chilly in the basement, boys. I'll live. <laughs> These things will cut glass. <laughs> Every time. Well, they always could before. He's talking about his nostril hair. <laughs> oh, I thought... It's true. Oh, no, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, it is, uh, as of this recording, President's Day, but the episode will not go out until uh, Tuesday. This means nothing to you as you're listening to it. Sorry. That it, What is that? Is that Boxing President's Day? <clears throat> yes. For the Boxing President, who would be... <laughs> Taft. A, a, Taft? Do you, do, you do you think Taft or, or Teddy Roosevelt? Teddy. Teddy's the boxing president, I'd say. Yeah. I think Zombie JFK. Zombie JFK? I don't know. <laughs> He'd be the lovemaking one. He'd be the seduction <laughs> the president. <swooner. laughs> Swooning president. Uh, here, uh, joined in my basement by the big movie mouth off boys. How do you do? Jeff Weiss. It who, lives. Who has is, who is, uh, written some stuff. <laughs> I want to say that uh, GeekShowPodcast.com, we're starting to do more with the page itself. Rather than just a way to notify you that there's a new episode, people have been throwing stuff on there. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that from both of you. I doubt we'll ever get Scott Pierce to do it, but uh, maybe. Maybe we'll get Maybe if he could find a, a picture of that ideal thistle patch. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, if you uh, look at some of the older uh, uh, logins on the front page, you can see our uh, uh, video of Geek Show. You can see Jeff's uh, stuff that he has written recently for MSN. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, review of I Am Number Two. <laughs> <Or> no, 
<laughs> no, it was the By the Numbers article. Yes, it, it, it is. Talking about good movies with numbers in their titles. <laughs> that's, my, that's my review of I Am Number Four. 15 <laughs> minutes worth of action, and that's about it. What is it? I, I read somewhere that it was a Smallville. They just said, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with Smallville, uh, go and see that. If you've seen Smallville, don't go see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, my favorite current comics writer, Ed Brubaker, actually tweeted something about I am number Smallville. And say, Maybe it was him and, that, and, that I saw. And saying that uh, he didn't believe that his laughter was appreciated by the rest of the audience. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> uh, anyway, a brand new episode. We want to uh, get to uh, the new episode. We'll follow uh, this broken news. The new episode is called That's Not Funny, My Son is Acoustic. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, now I remember. Coming up. In which uh, I lament the fact that superheroes, uh, American superheroes, are played by Brits. And again, folks, I don't really care. It's just for the sake of discussion, all right? That's all. It's called radio. So don't, yeah, exactly. It's don't call me up. And it's to make the <coughs> listeners go harumph. I, I just want to harumph. I want to get the panelists harumphing about something. Oh, you anglophobe. And uh, speaking of which, you cover the new Entertainment Weekly. I wanted Shannon here. I was hoping that he would make it so that I could get his comment, because I hold his Superman opinions above all others. There's a cover of the Entertainment Weekly, the picture of your, uh, your new uh, Superman. He's so handsome. Oh, he is, isn't he? <laughs> he <laughs> must be too handsome to be Superman. He's almost perfect, you know, which might be good. Uh, might be bad. Uh, but here's what I'm finding out about this guy, uh, this Henry Cavill. He was uh, he was also being considered for uh, quite a few other things. Mm-hmm. He was considered for uh, James Bond mm-hmm. at one point. Uh, so it's interesting. And I also thought it was it was very telling. And I want to get into the Green Lantern trailer, and I'll, I'll get us there with this. Okay. <laughs> what was the big test to be Superman? Wearing the outfit. Wearing the yeah. outfit. If you not laughed at when you put on the outfit, then maybe we'll consider you. <laughs> you know you walk out of here. <laughs> which is... We'll call you. Which is what I always have said years ago about the Captain America movie. I said they'll never make it because that outfit is ridiculous. Now we take a look. Wonder Woman's not going to have her outfit, and I agree with that, and we'll get to that coming up. But here's something that was said in this article. Uh, which I found fascinating. Uh, It said, uh, whatever form the new story takes, talking about the Superman movie, Hollywood insiders believe a successful new Superman must answer two big questions, and this leads me to the Green Lantern trailer. Okay. Number one, can an extraterrestrial demigod seem approachable to mere mortals? Number two, will a culture hooked on dark knights and glib iron men buy into a more old-fashioned brand of heroism? Truth, justice, and the American way, it's a pretty goody-goody point of view in society, more cynical about that kind of thing, says a producer. Uh, that's one part of the puzzle they need to figure out. How do you make that point of view cool? Uh, Zack Snyder is already on the case. He says, we get it that people perceive Superman as a naive Boy Scout. Does that character have a place in the modern world? I think it's a legitimate question, and, it fo- and uh, it's the focus of the work we're doing here. Now, Well, well first, let me answer that. Yeah. That's also the same struggle that the Captain America filmmakers have, is that he's a goody-goody boy scout. How you make it work and how the teaser trailer uh, worked for people who watched it during the Super Bowl or online is that he kicks ass. Mm -hmm. He's a goody-goody boy scout who uh, kicks butts and takes names. Beats Nazi ass. Now, see, with with this attitude, this Mm -hmm. Superman attitude that they're talking about, I think it will be much easier on the new Superman movie to do this 
because the Captain America movie will pave the way. Thoughts? Exactly. I, I agree. I agree completely. <laughs> but the other thing about this Superman movie is you have to have a threat that's credible to Superman because exactly. this guy is nearly godlike. So if he's matching wits with some bald guy who can invent stuff, exactly. I just don't. I just don't care. Exactly. Yeah, he, you got to take it up a notch. Yes, definitely. He, he's got to do battle with somebody like Doomsday. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate the character, or. Uh, uh, what's the Metallo? The, yeah, the, you, the robots that's got the and this was the complaint heart. I've always had about Superman is that I never really believed he was in danger. Yeah, nope. which is why I've always kind of preferred Marvel versus DC Be, because they have more fallible human heroes. Exactly, your Batman though I believe that dude something could happen to him. Which, I do believe it. Yeah. Which is why <clears throat> probably that Batman is DC's most popular character. Exactly. It should be Superman, but it's not. He could be you if you won the lottery. <laughs> exactly. If and you're a rich white guy who liked to beat up on poor people. Uh, <laughs> oh, and oh, and if you hated your parents, you should lose them too, because exactly. that will motivate you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, that alley's safe. Just walk. <laughs> Both of you. Uh, so anyway, but here's the sentence that uh, made me think about, because we were talking before you got here, Jimmy, about the the Green Lantern trailer. Okay. Which is showing up more theatrically now. And I finally. Find, yeah, I finally got to see it on the big screen. I, I went and saw True Grit, which was great. Um, here's the question. It says, will, will a culture hooked on Dark Knights and glib Iron Men... That's the, that's the sentence right there to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. That says that they need to really think about how they're marketing Green Lantern. I, because, because it was Jeff's considered opinion. They're, they're, they're going the wrong direction with the trailers. It, it, I think it, they're going too cutesy. Uh, exactly. And, 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 too, and too funny. Well, uh, they, they really are trying to make it look like Iron Man. And that's... That, I'm sorry. This isn't an outer space adventure. What do you want to see? A bunch of wisecracks? Really? Oh, I could go watch Spaceballs for that. What I want to see <laughs> out of this movie is some ass kicking. Well, more action yeah, in that your did, trailer. They only show please. about what one action sequence in there? Yeah, with the, the fist punch. Yeah, with with the big green boxing glove. Yeah, yeah exactly. I well, with Ryan Reynolds, that's the kind of you know humor you're going to get. I mean, the guy's a smartass in that everything he plays. So that is true. But and they, you can see where they might think marketing it like an Iron Man is the way to go. Um, yeah. But the the crowd that I saw it with, and granted, there weren't a lot of people at the True Grit screening I was at. Right. Uh, but the people there, I got to hear remarks after every trailer, and there wasn't uh, much interest in the uh, Green Lantern trailer. So I wonder if they need to. I almost think they missed their mark. I mean, I'm, I'm you're coming to. up. What is it, July? No, June. Yeah, June. Mm-hmm. And you've got trailers that of you know Thor and May and Captain America. I mean, a 30 second spot of Captain America, and people are still gloating about it. I know. And now you've got this two and a half minute Green Lantern trailer. I haven't heard really anybody, you know, pour their guts over it. Right now, Tony's head's exploding. Yeah, I know. He's, well, he's hearing this and going that's crazy. Just, I could be wrong. Maybe people are doing it behind my back, but. I have not heard anybody freaking out about the Green Lantern trailer as exactly. much as and, the others. And I'm gauging a lot of stuff on the internet and blogs and things like that, and I'm not seeing a lot of talk about it. Yeah. No. And it's really fascinating to me because I, I have said this I don't know how many times. If you'd have told me 10 years ago, and then I finished the sentence, <laughs> if you'd have told me 10 years ago that not only is Captain America the most anticipated movie coming up, but that people were talking about it after a Super Bowl trailer? Yep. <laughs> because I, I, I've said this to Jeff many times. You know, we and this was years ago, we love Captain America. He's got the coolest weapon in the Marvel Universe. Absolutely. But really, he's lame. 
He's kind <laughs> he's of a not, lame he's, superhero. Oh no, he's not kind of lame. He's severely he's lame. He's severely lame. Un- until Ed Brubaker came on the book, let's face it. Yes. Captain America sucked. And I didn't read it before Ed I, Brubaker. I did, so. and I hated myself for it. <laughs> <laughs> but along comes this 30-second spot on the Super Bowl. I am amazed at the reaction that I'm reading. Still on, tracking. Still, still tracking. Track. Yeah. Now let's talk about the, the new Thor trailer. <clears throat> Because the stuff I'm seeing on the internet, the same sources that I go to that, right. that track these things, there's a lot of hate about the I, new Thor trailer. I know exactly why, too. It's, they're <laughs> why, going the cutesy why? route. Because they're doing the cutesy they're going. They're going Natalie Portman and, uh, what's her name, Kat Dennings, mm-hmm. and yeah. making her little cute comments, and uh, on, this is on, going on, on Facebook, on, you know. On, on him without a shirt, but I think it's smart, too. Oh, I, I, you're <laughs> attracting a new crowd. Well, yeah. and, well, and not only that, but Thor, of all the... Marvel superhero concepts has the probably the biggest hill to climb. Yeah, again, Cause, cause, another cause, really ridiculous character. But what I think they're doing with the Mar- but I think it's smart too. Oh, I, I you're <laughs> attracting a new crowd. Well, yeah. and, well, and not only that, but Thor of all the Marvel superhero concepts has the probably the biggest hill to climb. Yeah, again, Cause, cause, another cause, really ridiculous character. But what I think they're doing with the marketing is going at chicks. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. I think that's well, too. Oh, I, I, you're attracting a new crowd. Well, yeah. and, well, and not only that, but Thor of all the Marvel superhero concepts has the probably the biggest hill to climb. Yeah, again, Cause, cause, another cause, really ridiculous character. But what I think they're doing with the marketing is going at chicks. Exactly. And exactly. I think that's well, smart. That's smart. They know that the guys are going to go. Yeah. They're going to go. And it's easier if we can take our girls with us. <laughs> and if, you know, we got Chris Hemsworth there and his shirt off and Natalie Portman and a possible romantic kind of story going thing, I'm more likely to drag <laughs> the chick along, you know, and that's, and that's smart marketing. You know, speaking of marketing, one of my favorite shots in there was uh, right when the destroyer steps his foot down. Oh. If you looked in the distance, you saw a 7-Eleven. When are the Slurpee Cups coming? Because I got I got all the Iron Man 2 ones last year. Exactly. I got my Iron Man ones. So come on to 7-Eleven. But yeah, the uh, the uh, the complaints on the internet are is that it's cutesy. And yeah. they said, we want to kick ass Thor trailer. But that's what they went for. And I'm like, look, I think that the guys making those comments are going to go anyway. Oh, yeah. So uh, Yes, they, they, they sound like the average troll to whom I say, mm-hmm. taste old Odin's golden spear, you fucking crybabies. That's right. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Okay, um, let's see. Now, this is uh, some uh, Spider-Man stuff that I have here. <laughs> oh, well, while we're talking movies, I'll give you the... This is a spoiler alert, so you whining babies, shut up. Uh, I'm giving you a spoiler alert right now. Aye! And uh, this, is, uh, this is a report... You know, the Internet's a great thing. Because <laughs> stuff like this would have just been... You wouldn't have heard about it. Mm-hmm. But people who know people... Unions, call sheets. I mean, I've got the casting call for and what they're looking for for the Wonder Woman TV series, all the characters. And just by that, you can tell what kind of show it's going to be, you know. Boardroom. Stuff like that, exactly. But here's, here's what the stunt guys are saying about working on the Spider-Man movie. They're pissed because they're spending a lot of time in makeup. This is the spoiler. This is the spoiler. They said, uh, basically, we're spending a lot of time in heavy makeup because there's a part in the movie, a fight scene, where a bunch of uh, SWAT guys get turned into lizard people. Yay! <laughs> oh, that makes, that makes me so excited. Now, see, they're bitching. I'm hearing about their bitching. 
I know what's happening now. The internet's a wonderful thing. The lizard, <laughs> the lizard that's who Re, uh, Reese Evans is playing, is mm-hmm. Dr. Curtis Connors, who turns into the lizard. So I wonder if they're going to be doing that storyline that we read in Amazing Spider-Man recently, about Ooh. how the lizard is able to, using, what was it, pheromones or something? Yeah, tap it, tap into the lizard brain and tap people and the make lizard. them go exactly. crazy. Taps into their lizard brain and the city goes crazy. Shed. Shed Shed was the name of the storyline. And the lizard actually ate his young boy in it. He (laughs) ate his kid. The lizard (laughs) ate his kid in this story. That's at least a PG-13. Exactly. God, it was good. (laughs) Go pick it up. Go to Dr. Volts and ask Jeremiah for that uh, set of issues. And I'm thinking that's my little thought. I have no proof. That's Uh. just my little thought. I think that would be great. If they did that in the Spider-Man movie, how old is that? Is that story? Just recently, mm-hmm. it was oh. uh, months, months ago. Okay, uh, but uh, anyway, there you go. So, that being said, good news about a Spider-Man project. I don't know. It, can we have good news about the Spider-Man musical? Sure. <laughs> even when, even when, this when it, when it closes, that'd be really good news. This was the latest. Thing no, that, no more dead stuntmen. This is the latest thing that happened. Uh, uh, I I'm gonna screw up this guy's name. Help me, Roberto Ag- Aguirre Sacasa. Thank you. Hired to rework the Spider-Man musical. Uh-huh. Play- but it's perfect. <laughs> he, he's a he's a writer. Yeah, he's he's a playwright, and he's actually written some issues of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the issues of Spider-Man he wrote were Marvel Knights Spider-Man, and people pretty much hated them. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the guy but, they bring in. But he's at least written for Spider-Man and is familiar with the character, unlike Julie Taymor, <laughs> who knows about the character because her kid watches a cartoon or something. Anyway, um, so that's what's happening with Good the... Good uh, news, everyone. That's what's happening with the musical. Uh, it says here that uh, he's uh, uh, his, uh, his credits include... Uh, oh, I didn't see that. Hmm. He helped out with the uh, Superman musical. Oh, oh, oh. okay. But, never but, mind. But, but Carrie, but he did write those uh, Marvel Knights Fantastic Four issues yes. you liked. I did like those, and he has written for uh, the HBO show Big Love, mm-hmm. which I also love. Uh, so we'll see. So Spider-Man will get Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy. Mm. So there's that. I Meanwhile, like there's a street theater project, and I'll bring you the story next time we get together. Uh, I like it. Yes, I think it's called the Spider-Man Project. And it's a group of actors who, uh, in New York, you know, street theater, guerrilla-type performing people who have said, all right, listen, we're going to show you. And I, they've given themselves a number of days, and I can't remember what it's called. I think if you just go to spidermanproject.org, it's there. In, you know, 15 days or whatever it is they've set out, we're going to put together a viable Spider-Man musical for, like, no money, and we're going to show you it's better than that one. So I, I love it. <laughs> like I said, next time we get together, I'll have more news on that. Uh, let's see. Good news. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. Oh. We, we, were, we, we called it here on uh, GeekShowPodcast.com. But I'm, it has I'm been, so happy. been confirmed that the, been gloating for weeks. the best choice, <laughs> the best choice for director and uh, hopefully writer. Uh, still in negotiations. Still in negotiation, but it's probably going to happen uh, for Iron Man 3, Shane Black, who uh, brought Robert Downey Jr. out from under his uh, rock, giant <laughs> pill-shaped rock. Yeah. <laughs> kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Rent which, it. Which and, we've shown and, on Geek Show Movie Night. And, and enjoy it. it I, well, plus, he he helped create the Lethal Weapon characters in movies as, mm-hmm. and, and other big action movies he, that he, he probably liked. He's got indie drama cred. He's got action movie cred. 
Uh, he works well with Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Uh, it would be a, a waste to bring him on and not let him help write it, really. So <clears throat> that's that's good news. That that makes me think that Iron Man 3 is going to actually... Be really, really good. Be great. <laughs> yep. So I, I've got high hopes on that. But that's, a, that's down the road. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes, the new Wonder Woman. We've seen pictures of her. She's apparently pretty tall. I couldn't tell because I was looking at her tits. Um, <laughs> and they are spectacular. But they are spectacular. I didn't she had legs. And, uh, but yeah, she's apparently she pretty tall. Uh, she is, uh, let's see, Adrienne Palicki uh, is on Friday Night Lights, is Wonder Woman. Now, she apparently played, there was a, uh, an Aquaman pilot that went nowhere for the Smallville people. And she was uh, Aquaman's girlfriend in a siren. Oh, that- siren. Oh, God. That's what that it says. Did it even air? Really? I don't know. It's, it's what it says here. Did that air or no? I no. don't know. No, I don't it, no, it got squashed like a bug. Oh, too bad. It's somewhere out there. It's out there somewhere. Um, Go to a convention and buy us a DVD copy. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> because, you know, they finally figured out that Aquaman needs to be uh, an eco-terrorist. They did, they did that on Smallville. They right. made him an eco-terrorist. And I went, that's the coolest take on the character I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I wish it wasn't on Smallville, but that's what you do with Aquaman. <laughs> Make him an eco-terrorist. Yeah, I know, because <clears throat> when I think of an eco-terrorist, I don't think of a guy in a gold hoodie running around. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, so she's been cast, and uh, it, it, the uh, the take on the character is... Uh, Allie McAmazon. Allie McAmazon. <laughs> but I don't even know if they're going to acknowledge her Amazon roots or not. Yeah. It's hard to say. Uh, apparently the script... The script for the uh, pilot is out there. And, and apparently and, it's awful. Yes. And everybody's just shocked it actually got greenlit. Yeah, you wonder you wonder how many favors and, and all that had to be called in. But this is the uh, the casting call list for uh, <coughs> the show. And Scott's it, trying for every single one of them. And here's here's the... <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Scott. We're behind you, baby. Godspeed. Uh, here is the, uh, the casting for uh, Wonder Woman, Diana Themyscira. And Diana Prince. Yes, she has multiple identities. Oh, that won't be confusing. Um, a kick-ass superhero slash powerful CIO slash vulnerable woman. Cute. Uh, long flowing black hair. <laughs> Amazon-like musculature. An Olympian. The charismatic stage presence of a rock star. A crime fighter. Also, a real woman who yearns to live a normal life. She is accessible and appealing to all people, men and women alike. Ooh. Well, this I I'm intrigued by that last I read line. This, I read this, and I thought, <clears throat> I know you're going to reimagine it, but, you know, she is a god. <laughs> you know? Normal life, uh, relatable. <clears throat> Why is that Cassie call in with no fatties? <laughs> <laughs> now, her best friend. Mm-hmm. Who you know will be a a, 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 a sassy black woman. You, uh, oh, call, you're calling it. You're calling I'm, it. I'm calling yeah. it here. Uh, Mindy Mayer, female, open ethnicity, oh. sassy black woman, 30s publicist, press secretary, and Wonder Woman's confidant and nurturing best friend. Worldly and edgy. Oh, she's <laughs> so she's she's Gail to her Oprah. Yes. <laughs> Sexy and persuasive, her appearance is part of her strength. She is beautiful and put together, dressed expensively in the latest fashion. Plus, she's got a bit of uh, clever wit and sass. Ow! Right there. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. She's the prodder mm. of Diana's social life. Uh, series regular. Get your lasso off me. Already the way it's shaping up is Allie McWonder Woman. 
Uh, Etta, a uh, regular. Female, open ethnicity, 30s. Uh, Diana Themyscira's always cheerful personal assistant. A bit charactery, but real, pretty, effervescent. She is blindly devo- devoted to Diana. She's unrelenting cheerleader with unwavering, unabated support. So she'll be the dumb, ugly girl with glasses who, when you take the glasses off, you realize she's, she's really pretty. Hot. She's hot. You know, and she's kind of irritating. And, <laughs> and because it's David E. Kelly, they'll all talk quickly. And, you know. <laughs> wow, Jennifer Aniston could play that role. Mm. No, she's not cute because she has glasses and messy hair. <laughs> now there's uh, the CEO, Henry Demeter, who is a series regular. Male, open ethnicity, 40s. Acting CEO of Themyscira Industries. Grounded, intelligent, and deeply devoted to Diana. He runs the day-to-day operations of the company and acts like an uncle to Diana, although he could possibly be a love interest down the line. Just like no more uncles. <clears throat> Steve Trevor. Series regular. A leading man Diana can't look past. Good-looking, but a real man, an army vet, and knows how to work the Justice Department. Now, if I'm casting Steve Trevor, I want... Lyle Wagner. I want, Stay with me. I want someone... This is if I was doing the show. I would want someone ridiculously good-looking, but I would want Steve Trevor to be stupid as hell. <laughs> and I would want all of Diana's friends around her to say, why in the fuck are you interested in this guy? He's an idiot. He's a lout. He's a no good. Oh, but look at him. Oh, he's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and I would want him to get into all kinds of trouble, and she has to bail him out because he's an idiot, but he's good looking. What do I do? So it would be like every just realistic relationship that I know of out there where they... <laughs> Where the woman puts up with the douchebag guy because he's good looking. She can have anybody she wants, but she puts up with the douchebag guy because he's good looking. Anyway, so there's your uh, casting list for Wonder Woman. And uh, congratulations to her. All right. Oh, I want William Shatner to play Demeters. <laughs> probably, probably a bit too old. Oh, you think he's a, not too old for anything. You think a young William Shatner. Ooh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. No, he's too old. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Guy Ritchie has been offered to direct the sequel to Three Hundred. Oh, uh, Xerxes. Xerxes. Yeah. Xerxes. <laughs> uh, which is which is going to be a comic, by the way, by Frank Miller. Yes, it is coming out, and that will be uh, uh, Guy Ritchie has been offered that. Hmm. And uh, it says here, um, uh, one theory is is that Warner Brothers. Uh, they said, so like, why didn't you ask Zack Snyder? Uh, one theory is that Warner Brothers needs Zack Snyder to bear down on Superman. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, they have to get Superman made. Mm-hmm. They have to get it made or they're going to lose the rights to make the movies. And I think I found this on The Hollywood Reporter. It says, uh, insiders say that the closely guarded script for Superman suffers from major third act problems. Like everything David Goyer writes. <laughs> and the st- <laughs> Thank you. And the studio faces a ticking clock, you know, legally and all that stuff. Uh, but then there's another theory. A recent uh, Warner Brothers uh, conducted audience research screening of Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. Tested poorly. And that's oh. Zack Snyder's recent uh, thing that he's doing. So one insider familiar with it was like, it's bad. It's really bad. And uh, Warner's is not happy that this is the guy that they picked well, to do and, Superman now. Well, and Guy Ritchie is like on their radar out ever yeah. since uh, Sherlock Holmes. Exactly. Yeah. So they're offering him uh, Xerxes, the sequel to 300. Uh, let's see. <coughs> rump, rump. A rump. Uh, Firefly <laughs> returning to cable in HD. Everybody's talking about that. Well, well, and 
Fox's rights to Firefly are gone. Is that true? Yes. Because mm. it says that, here that uh, Nathan Fillion said, uh, if they ever ask him, he said, I'd love to do it. And he says, if I got $300 million from the California lottery, first thing I do is buy the rights and make it my own. <laughs> yes. The, 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 the rights are anyone's now. They have lapsed. Let's buy them. Start a million each? Million each? What do you think? <laughs> huh? All right. We'll be down for a cool too. Uh, but you can see Firefly. Uh, it premieres uh, the beginning, beginning of March, March 6th on the Science Channel, and it will be in HD. Mm. Nice. Yeah. You, knew, you, knew, you knew it showed up particularly yummy in one of the episodes. Oh, yeah. Christina Hendricks, Oof. my wow. girl. I think she's getting bigger. I don't care. <laughs> she's going to pop. I just want to lie on top of her like the big white couch that she is and <laughs> just sink into it. White couch of yumminess. Yes. How, how many men have been absorbed into there? Mm, I, 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 will, I will go in and find out. <laughs> Carrie wishes to join the body. I will join them. I will get them out of there. So Put your biter's cap on. It's all to myself. Uh, let's see. You guys got anything? Uh, yes, I have a comics recommendation. Carrie and I were talking yes. about this. Um I just started rereading issues and noticed how good Jeff Parker's run on Thunderbolts is. Really good. It uh, Essentially, the idea is Luke Cage is leading a dirty dozen team of bad guys who are trying to do good. Most of them are trying to do good, but there's a couple real douchebags in there, mm-hmm. including Hyperion from the Squadron Supreme. Wow, the issue that just came out. Well, I think he's gone. <laughs> oh, I hope. And and for everyone who loves the Marvel character Man Thing, this is where you can find the Man Thing. Is in is in Thunderbolts. He's the team transporter. Believe it or not, I know that uh, we're not going to explain it. We, just go with it. I, I'm I'm not yeah. doing it justice, but seriously, just just pick it up. Or it's, a, it's a great great read. It's so much better than <laughs> it has a right to be. Mm-hmm. I uh, I actually just started playing. It's this uh, Xbox Live download game. It's Bionic Commando Rearm Two, and it's actually, it's, it's, you know, it's a quick download game, and it's probably a couple bucks to download it. But it's kind of a reimagining of the old Bionic Commando from the, like the regular Nintendo. Mm. So side scrolling, you know, graphics doesn't really matter, but a lot of fun. Like just swinging on a. I mean, everybody, have you ever played Bionic Commando? Yeah, you got long the arm. T- long swing. time ago. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's basically a whole new game. Same, you know, with the same kind of character. <laughs> Essentially, a sequel to this uh, NES one. Hmm. A lot of fun, though. Cool. And I've been playing Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, yeah, I played that too. But I don't. I didn't buy it for Cap- Capcom. It's a Marvel fighting game for me. That's all it is. A, g- a good Marvel fighting game is what yeah. I've been told. It's fun. It's really fun. I'm terrible at it. We'll tell you more about it. <laughs> G- <to> Galactos. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you're not doing anything, Oscars night. <gasps> Yes. You could come watch the Oscars with us for free at Bruvy's Cinema Pub if you're 21 and older. Yes. Well, uh, and we're also showing some movie called Gladiator at 3. Okay, so we're, we're going to start doing shows out in the, uh, the Wild Card Lounge at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, recording mm-hmm. some shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the movie will start Gladiator at 3. When yep. it's done, then we'll throw the Academy Awards up on the big screen. And at you can sit and, sit and make fun of people. At and 6, uh, I think. Yeah. And we have tons of prizes. Yes, good prizes. Yeah, it's really like good genuinely good prizes. Yeah. This isn't just crap. <clears throat> yeah, well, we've got you know some fun crap too, but also a Enjoy. ton of good stuff. Enjoy <laughs> our crap. So uh, yes, uh, keep watching geekshowpodcast.com for information about movie night, and uh, let's see. Also, uh, text the word geek to five thirty three eighteen. It'll let you know when a new episode is up. Um, uh, yeah, big movie mouth off. Big movie mouth off. Uh, this actually coming week, we've got about. 
I think five screenings coming up. So I know. Find us on Facebook because we'll let you know exactly how to get all those tickets. Mm-hmm. And uh, friend Geek Show on on Facebook as well because uh, a lot of our information is is disseminated through there and Twitter occasionally. We don't bother you too much with Twitter or texts or things like that. All right, so this is the episode. That's not funny. My son is acoustic. Uh, <laughs> love that title. <laughs> please, please to enjoy. Hi, this is Kerry, and of course, uh, the reason that we have this podcast is because of fine sponsors like our brand new sponsor, SecretCompassCollectibles.com. Go to their website and give them some love. Here's the thing. They are serious collectors, all right? Authorized dealers of all the products that they sell. Been in business since 2003, so you can trust them. They primarily deal in these limited edition collectibles. We're talking like movie replicas, statues, busts. One-of-a-kind pieces of art. Uh, new products coming in all the time. They want to be your stop on the Internet for all of your collectibles. Now, the reason you should trust them, they are collectors themselves. They understand your obsession. They understand your value of trust, especially when you're dealing with high-end products like these. Uh, so they know what it's like to suffer the pains of subpar customer service. So they handle each order personally. They take each order seriously. You've got all kinds of prop replicas on this website. It's terrific, including replica costumes. And I'm not talking those ones you see at Target. These are really, really nice, accurate movie collectibles. So go see them. Give them some love from Geek Show. Tell them Geek Show says, hey, secretcompasscollectibles.com. All one word, secretcompasscollectibles.com. Everybody, it's Lee George Cade, geek show panelist and one half the creative team behind Grimleys.com. That's where you'll find an entire world of monsters and weird little creatures my wife and I, Rachel, make. Each and every Grimly is hand crocheted, hand painted, and 100% awesome. We make everything from sea monsters to mer monkeys, and we don't stop there. We can make a custom Grimly of just about anything, so the next time you're struggling with what to get geeky Uncle Ned, how about a Grimly of him in a Trek costume? Grimleys.com also checks out all the coolness coming out of the Rebel Craft scene. Come check it out. That's G R I M M L E I G H S dot. Oh, yeah, make sure to friend us on Facebook. He doesn't play well with other old men. So, no, again, I don't care. Yeah, but Jimmy's black, right? You know what we've learned here is that there are dumb people on the internet. Xbox Live. I'm on probation right now. My dog was up for that part, damn it. He's a farm boy. Oh, but I hate DC Comics. This story is retarded on so many levels. When they allowed prisoners to play Candyland. Dude, I got my first BJ after a DD game. And now a little something for the ladies. Get out my lawn! Showpodcast.com. And we are back in the basement. It's so good. So good. My nipples have never been so hard. Really? It's cold. I'm uh, freezing. It's not. Come on. <laughs> That's why he's dressed like the Unabomber. It's, and it's weird. TV lights and everything. And it's weird because he's not lactating anymore. <laughs> uh, let me thank the sponsors and then we'll get right to uh, the show. This is a topic show. Uh oh. I've, uh, I've got questions for the panel. Oh, sweet. Uh oh. Sort of. Uh, uh, what are your opinions and what would you do kind of scenario? Oh, you better get through those sponsors then. <laughs> uh, all right then. Uh, we want to thank uh, PC Laptops because this show would not happen without Dan Young. The man. Dan the Laptop Man. He has saved this show so many times. Mm-hmm. You have saved m- all of our computers? I- he, exactly. Our computers and the show. <laughs> he, is, uh, he does not build crap. All of his stuff is great. And uh, he does it all uh, by hand, and he's the man. I thought he so. did it with his mind. PCLaptops.com. Also, Dr. Volts, 2043 East, 3300 South. Hey, how about that? A friendly comic book shop. Weird. I, I, I've told the story before, but I was, I was there on a Wednesday, and a guy came in and said, you know, I haven't read uh, comics in a long time. Where should I start? 
and Jeremiah took him by the hand, <laughs> and it was creepy. <laughs> but he just, he just <laughs> like holding hands, you know. He just hugged him and <laughs> uh, t- took him over Hugs. to. Uh, he says, "Maybe you ought to start with some collections." Fred's Maybe hug. You start with this or that. <laughs> what did you use to read? It was awesome. So uh, go see them. Also, secretcompasscollectibles.com. Go and visit their website. There's a link on geekshowpodcast.com. You can click on it there or just uh, go right to secretcompasscollectibles.com. I use Geek Show Podcast because that's hard to spell. I'm sorry. I <laughs> also want to remind you uh, another sponsor of ours. It is the Discworld uh, con- uh, Convention. It's the um, North American Discworld Convention. If you are a, a fan of the Terry Pratchett books, the Discworld books. Unless you're an idiot that mistakes it for some other series of books. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a big old convention happening this summer, and uh, Terry Pratchett will be there. And it's also a fundraiser for a couple of his... Uh, Charities. There's a an Alzheimer's charity and an orangutan yeah. charity. He, has, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's, that what right. it was? That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. And you go to uh, nadwcon.org. Could you could you imagine the suckitude of that? I mean, you are a genius like Terry Pratchett, yeah. and you're diagnosed with something that's going to riddle your brain. Mm. I was I was just looking at his uh, list of books on on Wikipedia. Yeah. And. He's, he releases sometimes like two and three books a year. He co-wrote he anyway. prolific. Did, didn't yeah. he, didn't he, he co-wrote Good Omens with yeah. Neil Gaiman. That's what I was about to bring. Which, one of my, my favorite Antichrist book ever. I, I love that book. <laughs> I love that book. See, I'm the only one here that doesn't like that book. That's because you I read it. I, I read a bunch of other Neil Gaiman books first, and mm-hmm. it's so different from Neil Gaiman. That's because Terry Pratchett's stuff. involved. Exactly. Because it's funny. I, I read it. and I'm just like, ah, you I know what? Neil Gaiman. You know why? I think it's because you still have the demon fear. Maybe. Could right. be. <laughs> uh, clearly, let's clearly. Uh, introduce our panel. He still has the demon fear. He's the designated driver and producer of the show. Uh, TTT, Too Tall Tony. Okay. Hey. Uh, Scott Pierce, who, who brings the cute to the show. Gonna... Because, again, on Comcast, on Comcast, we keep getting beat by the dog adoption shows. So... Pierce Next up for adoption. Can we someone adopt have... that dog? No. Scott no. has My been <laughs> Scott My. has been fixed. Scott, uh, he doesn't play well with other old men. <laughs> <laughs> but is he house trained? He's That's not the house trained. Well, Scott, I used to be, but now that I'm Scott's 50. a special case. He used to guard a crack house for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we rescued him from that. Uh, go to uh, sltrib.com and read his stuff. He actually answers emails at the Salt Lake. Trib. What? That's how you know he's in a happier place. Yeah, because he hasn't had the life and joy sucked out of him. <laughs> Right. Uh, Shannon Barnson. How's it going? Ladies and gentlemen. Wild card. Wild card. Quizmaster. Quizmaster. Every Wednesday night. Lucky 13, 8 o'clock. He's the Riddler. Pub quiz. Right. All right. Participant. Participant. <laughs> Congratulations. Jimmy Martin, slugmag.com. Also the big movie mouth off. Film critic extraordinaire. How have, do you do? And our uh, film critic to the world, Jeff Michael Feiss. Woo! MSN writes for MSN uh, Parallel Universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do uh, that thing. Film criticking <laughs> for <laughs> us you and, do. and uh, for my uh, radio show. Lee George K. Hi. Artist. <laughs> toy Invest- maker, investment toy- banker. Investment banker and toy maker to the king. Vegan. Yeah. The king's been a bit of a dick lately, but I appreciate everybody else who's been stepping up. So oh, okay. um, the king, you know, he's a fink. And the, uh, the website? Grimleys.com. Spells. G R I M M L E I G H S.com. Harder to spell than Secret Compass Collectibles. Yes, it is. And that, unfortunately, <laughs> that was intentional. <laughs> we've, we've learned. All right. Let's, uh, let's get moving here. This is. Oh, uh, wait, hmm? wait. Carrie Jackson. Oh, oh hi. Oh, it's Carrie Jackson, everybody. Carrie uh, Jackson. How are you? 
x96.com or if you're here in the valley 96.3 between 6 a.m. and 10 Monday through Friday that's all he cares about check about <laughs> all right 1001 nah <laughs> hey I'm t- I, like I said I used to be a team player I remember those she, days she's on lots of stations don't worry about her <laughs> all right uh, now I was kidding right. when I heard and, and said these things but this is like a really serious deal now it's all over right wing radio. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is this... It is all over blogs, right wing blogs. Here's a here's an article I found online about it. Why Americans don't play superheroes. In the late 1970s, right? Dave Prowse, the imposing actor who was Darth Vader. He well, he wore the, the costume. Body. He was right. the body. He wore the costume. He wasn't the acting or the voice was told that he couldn't audition for the role of Superman when Richard Donner was casting the film in the 70s. Why? He was ugly. Yeah. <laughs> because he's eight feet tall? He was not an American. Yeah. And that was uh, Richard Donner who said, I will not have a non-American playing Superman. Yeah. But yeah. Even, even though Superman is from another world... Truth, justice, and the American way, sir. The American way, sir. Truth, justice, and the American way. So no, again, I don't care. I'm just bringing this story. All right, I want everyone okay. to know that. So okay. we got Henry uh, Cavill, who has been cast as Superman, British. Uh, well, aren't they just kind of one of our colonies? <laughs> no, we were one of theirs. <laughs> yes, I know. Okay. Um, anyway. Now, a commentator on Ain't It Cool News. Oh, jeez. Quote. The casting is fundamentally anti-American. Oh. <laughs> it's, is, is this a commentator or is this one of the talkbackers? I don't know. <laughs> it's disgusting casting to the highest degree, uh-huh. and I will never, ever see a movie with a Brit as Superman. That's so stupid. Wow. To which I just say, fuck you. Yeah. Uh. But they make, this article goes on to make a point. British as well as Australian and Canadian actors appear to have cornered the market on most of the leading action roles in Hollywood movies that are being rolled out this year and next. Uh, here are some of the examples. Of course, we've got uh, Andrew Garfield. Spider-Man. 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 Raised in Britain, portraying Peter What? Parker. Christian Bale. Welsh. Batman. It's Welsh. Oh, my God. Batman. Now, they bring up Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Aussie. We but could leave he's, that out. But Thor's not an American. Exactly. Yeah. Thor's and, Norse. And they bring up Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Canadian. Right. Or so, Australian if you're Canadian, watching Spider-Man Australian and his amazing friends. So they bring it back. Eric Bana. British. No, the Hulk. Australian. Australian, Australian yeah. was the Hulk. Ryan Reynolds is apparently Canadian. Oh, who cares? Jesus Christ. But Canadi- North America. Canada is North North America. I mean, it's... It's, it's America Junior. Yeah. You've got Eric uh, Bana also played a Romulan, and he's not really Romulan. I yeah, know. <laughs> sure. You've got uh, Sam Worthington. Aussie. Aussie. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is going to play Abraham Lincoln. Well, who really isn't a superhero, but whatever. Well, no, but... but it's, he's a vampire hunter. He's killing vampires. He's a superhero. Yeah, but this is a biopic. This is uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, uh-huh. biopic. Um, so... Oh, and don't forget Daniel Craig in Cowboys and Aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about... Were people bitching when Liam Neeson played Abraham Lincoln? Well, no, ago? but ser- I've mentioned this before. Seriously, there were people who were unhappy when John Cho was cast as Sulu. Because he's Korean. Because he's, he's Korean and not Japanese. That was an issue? Yes. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just saying, huge. There, there are people huge who, will, who will protest anything. Well, 
So the end of the article, in, uh, it was in the Hollywood Reporter, I think is where I found this. So that's made up. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> um, that was just a joke. Apparently, a couple of casting agents and producers that they talked to said, America is not producing enough really good actors these well, days. It's not. And also that British actors are better than well, American actors. Well, if you look but something at else that they said. American actors that try to do accents, mm-hmm. they usually state. Let's look at Kevin Costner in that piece of shit <laughs> Robin Hood movie. Okay. And then you look at somebody like, um, oh, what's his? Commissioner Gordon. I'm sorry, I'm blanking the name. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. I didn't know that guy was British. Yeah. Until like you know, like ten years after well, I'd seen and, him and stuff. And Gary Oldman, when they say, "Okay, you're going to play, a, you're going to play an American," and he's like, "Okay, from what part of the country?" Yeah. He's not yeah. just doing an American he accent; he's doing a region. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you see, you see that out of British actors yeah. or Australian actors, where they're going to be like, "Okay, well, I'm playing somebody from Jersey. I'm going to play Jersey then." Mm-hmm. So, so we gave, we forgave Christian Bale. We forgave him for Batman. He is, I think, the best Batman. Okay, yes. that's that's me, Michael Keaton. I vote for Michael Keaton. Really? Well. I don't think so. Um, but like I said, that's just me. But he's been accepted worldwide. Okay, fine. Damn um, <laughs> A Brit playing Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I don't care where they're from as long as they do a good job. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, okay. I really don't I didn't even know he was British because uh, okay. he's in Social Network. I didn't know right. he was British. I guess you could be upset if, if the little spaceship... Crashed in the field in the well. That know, was someplace in England. And well, that was that was Superman a, English. What which uh, which comic was that where he crashed in Russia? Russia uh, uh, Red, Red Sun. Red Sun. Red Sun. Yeah. Oh, but I hate DC Comics. That's true. Yeah. So stop answering the question. Okay. So <laughs> we can forgive that. Who cares? What would have happened if we'd have cast a Brit as Captain <coughs> Captain America? Well, that might have been problematic. No, well, no. I mean, it's a job. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying to me, but I'm saying it might have. Eh, I would actually see that as being a bigger issue than that, casting that a British Superman. Yeah, for really. Sure. Yeah, I would. Him a PR I would. problem. And see, to me, Superman and Captain America have the same pro-American cachet. I'm not saying that I would have to a me. problem with it personally. No, I'm not saying me. that yeah. I could see some I, people oh, saying, "Wait a minute, a marketing yeah. problem." Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I just I just wanted to bring I think, that up. See what I think you guys have a problem with it just like you do now. I mean, not there would be the same argument people getting mad because I think Superman, like you say, I think it's the same you know patriotism yeah, level. But well, you know, but you'd have an argument by the time the movie came out. Who gives a shit? And just, Superman just do a fights. Good job. Superman gonna, fights for truth, justice in the American way. But the fact is, he is technically an illegal alien. So um, where is papers? No, no. I mean, seriously though. I mean, you can fight for truth, justice in the American way and not be an American. Yeah. You'd, so if a if a non-American's playing him, does that mean that he doesn't believe in those philosophies? Absolutely. So even does. then, no, even then, you're throwing the whole philosophical. Well, they actually dropped the whole and, American way from the whole S- Superman deal. And that really was just part of the TV show, wasn't it? Back in the fifties, yeah, it was. It was the radio show. It was. It was on the radio right. program. It was on the uh, the TV show and the. That and cartoon in the theaters. And the cartoon in the theaters. It was also part of the comic book for quite a while. Right. Too. Well, I mean, it also was in, in the friggin'. In the first Superman. I remember him saying to Lois, yeah. I'm here to fight for truth, justice, and the American way. Sure. Winner. And he flew off with the big American flag. American yeah. Yeah. flag. Yeah. That's, true. And, and that's cool, but still. It, well, I mean, he, okay. Super, Clark Kent was raised with, the, with traditional American values. And that's why he is right. who he is. He's a farm boy. But again, it's not even a matter of, of whether or not 
the guy's British that's playing him. If he's if he's he's an actor for Christ's sake, and that means that <laughs> yeah. if he's acting as Superman, then he's going to be acting as an American. He's not going to be doing a British interpretation. Hey, old Superman! Exactly. <laughs> I was appalled that we cast humans as hobbits in the last. Right. Are, are we are we going to are we going to freak out when somebody does Macbeth that you've got uh, British actors playing Scottish characters? I mean, it's of course it goes <laughs> both ways because. Um, uh, I know this is a bizarre example, but Bridget Jones' diary. There was Renee Zellweger, an American, American playing a Brit. England like you couldn't find a homely, American chunky British player. player. And I'm just, I'm, you know what? There, there's nothing that separates these people to me from the white bigots who don't want to go see Thor because Idris Elba's yeah. playing Heimdall. Yeah, Shannon. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Okay, here's dumb. A, here's you know, a, you know what we've learned here is that there are dumb people on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Wait, the, what? The, the, the small no, groups no, no. of dumb people that used to live in different parts of the world no, can d- now congregate on the internet. No, have dumb people have an outlet now. Yeah. I can type. <laughs> Booty. Yeah. All right. So I'm this is this um, bueno now. I want to get to uh, uh, your take on this one here. Uh, this is uh, Xbox Live. Okay. Then I'm on probation right now. <laughs> Again. 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 Double secret probation. You are a douchebag. I'm a what douche. does that mean? I don't understand. Seriously. Uh, you get Jimmy suspended for playing this guy. your account so you can't play online. Yeah. I can play online. I just If I quit a game, I have to wait 10 minutes to go play again. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Okay. And tell them why you're... Because assholes on Halo Reach choose really boring games like sniper fights, and I don't want to play, so I shoot them in the back of the head. Because Jimmy's... But here's the crappy thing, and everybody says, well, why don't you just quit? If I quit, I still it still counts. It, it's I, I get put on probation just for quitting. Really? You're, you're yep. not, you're not so playing. I'd rather shoot somebody in the head and laugh. Uh, okay. And I like and the way you play. You. They should change it that you're allowed to pick the type of, of team I know. scenario you're I playing. Know. I wish you could say, I just want to play, you know... Uh, Slayer. Death I just want to play that because that's know? how it is on uh, when you're when you're playing online with uh, Red Dead Redemption. You can you can pick what. Kind or to of say I, I don't want to play this map. You know, I think there should be some choice. So who is it that puts you on probation? Bungie. Bungie. Bungie's they developed Halo. Oh, okay. All right. So, well, let me read you the story, and I want you to think about this. Julius Jackson, eleven-year-old autistic boy. Okay. Uh, I read a little gross. About this. Done well for himself in Xbox Live, and in two hundred days has racked up 1,500 game achievements. You want to explain that to Scott? Game achievements, when you perform an action that they set to a goal and it gives you points for it, like credits. So that, but that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a shit ton. Okay. <laughs> Xbox Live thinks that he's played too well. <laughs> Removed his achievements and labeled him a cheater. Oh, they're cracking down on cheaters. Yeah. Not that he is, but... Uh, his mother says... Her uh, Xbox Live has served some of her son's only interaction outside of school and has devastated him. She argues her son did not cheat, earned his achievements solely from his hard work and hours logged online. I remember he's autistic. John Ordover, who wrote two episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, has an acoustic son, weighed in on the story. Yeah, it's acoustic, acoustic, acoustic. Did I say acoustic? <laughs> yeah. he, makes, he makes noise. <laughs> That's right. He sounds, you, can, uh, you, can hold, you can hold awesome concerts inside yeah. that game. Yeah. Yeah. You have to plug him in to make electric I have three electrical children. He <laughs> created MT Unplugged. This is my electric son. <laughs> wow, wow. That's the name of the episode is Acoustic Son. Acoustic son. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. Anyway. <laughs> I have had a, I've had a little vodka. Um, Is that acoustic vodka? It's acoustic vodka. Uh, he weighed in on this. He says it's extremely unlikely that the boy was cheating. He simply outthought, outplayed, and outlasted not just the other players, but also the programmers themselves. 
This boy probably has the attention to detail, focus, and visual processing necessary to easily accomplish what so-called normal people could not do. Also, it wouldn't occur to an acoustic child, (laughs) an an autistic child, to cheat. No, I've known some autistic kids who are dirty fucking cheaters. (laughs) No, you can speak to this. I can. You you have to feel for quite some time. He used to work with them. Uh, Xbox Live has not banned Julius from the game. They've just taken away his achievements and made the cheater label permanent. What? He's a cheater? (laughs) Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is label an autistic kid. Cheater. Oh, my God. Uh, Xbox Live contacted, has not been able to uh, uh, return Julius's account to the previous state. Hmm. Uh, A website, Kotaku, emailed Xbox Live, got the following response from Xbox Live. Gamer score resets are done when cheating is detective to keep live fun, fair, and safe for everyone. We only do that. We only do them when we are one hundred percent confident that cheating has occurred, and, and uh, not something that can be appealed. Here's the thing with autism, and unless things have changed drastically in the last fifteen years, so if I'm wrong, somebody out there is going to point it out. I'm sure. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, when I worked in the field of autism, the way it was explained to me is that uh, your your brain is like a giant freeway. Uh, think of your brain as as a big freeway interchange and overpass system. So when you send an electron from one part of your brain to say your arm to move your arm. Your electron goes and gets on the little turnpike, gets off at the arm, and that's how it works. An autistic brain might hit the wrong off-ramp. So parts of the brain are wired a little bit differently than others. But in some cases, that person has incredible focus and concentration of her cognitive skills. They think that Mozart may have had autism because of the fact that he was playing piano at the age of, uh, what, five? He was writing his first concertos. Hmm. So they're saying this is is indicative of an autistic personality. So if you tell me that somebody um, who has this, this, uh, this mental conditioning that would make them phenomenal at a video game. Well, I, I've talked to a guy who can actually recite every single bus listing he's ever seen in his life. That's pretty miraculous stuff. Like so, Rain Man, you know. Well, yeah, Same he's kind of the guy. The guy seriously can't walk through a store and do his regular shopping, yeah. but he can tell you when the next bus is coming, and that's from memory. So, yeah, chances are this kid is a phenomenal video game player, mm-hmm. and chances are that's his only outlet. That may be one of the few things he can do and interact with with people, so called regular people. Um, without feeling a little bit strange, yeah. so that this is this is pretty shitty labeling. Uh, yeah. I, Does Orson uh, Scott Card have something to do with Xbox One? <laughs> yeah. well, well, I, well, I hear I hear making it a fun blah 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 and safe environment. Yeah, safe. What the fuck See, does that mean? But well, the, this is what this is what it, uh, the problem I have with it is that they're so good and overbearing about cracking down on an alleged cheater. Yep. Do they listen to some of these kids? I was kids? just going to say, oh, the shit that comes out of this kid's mouth The shit that these kids are saying, yeah. and they don't have a problem they're with saying, the racism. and, and it's, the these Racism like to a whole level. 11 and 12-year-olds that are saying things that, words that I didn't know existed until I was 16. You know? And terms and phrases that I'm just like, how do you know this I'm, when you're nine and years old? that's okay. I'm not joking. I heard a kid that could not have been older than six. Yeah. Just... Mouthing off oh, like yeah. a sailor, it's and I was like, "You have to be kidding me!" And so, so, so that's okay. Cheat. Yep. Who where cares? Are, where are their parents? Is my yeah, thing. that's well, okay. They're but in the other room, so they don't. But but to but, 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 to but an autistic kid who unlocked a bunch of achievements, and I'm sorry, but that uh, statement they sent sound, sounded like. We worked on these games all these hours, well, so they're too tough for people, and these people are beating them real mad. Wah! Go fuck yourselves, Xbox. Yeah. Here's a, the thing. I, I don't get You know, 
Let's just say he cheated. Let's just say he totally fucking okay, cheated. Okay, yeah. Who gives a shit? Exactly. It's not. It's like he can buy stuff with these credits. It's just like a. It's like a badge yeah. of honor. It's, like it's, it's, yeah. It's the measurement. It's of all your, it is. It's a measurement Who of your. Who fucking EP? cares? That's you what it makes me so mad. You know the shit that people say on there. Mm-hmm. We can fucking affect somebody's life. Here's but the, I don't. I don't mean to take the wind out of your sails on this story, Carrie. But there was an update to this story. Oh, there was. What? Yeah. And because uh, this is this this was the last I looked at it, yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't catch I read, an update. I read the update yesterday, and I just found it again. But uh, his mom actually talked to Q13 Fox News in their city mm-hmm. and admitted that her son sold his uh, or transferred his gamer tag to a third party. The third party went in, hacked it, gave him achievements that he didn't unlock himself, so, and then he got his gamer tag back. So he, was so he yeah. is a cheater. The exact quote is, uh, <laughs> the account zombie KII67 <laughs> transferred from the Xbox. It is normally seen on to an Xbox in another city. The account earned several achievements for Halo 3 that can only be done online and in succession. It was clear they were unlocked out of order and offline. Earning successive online achievements out of order and offline is an impossible feat not due to skill, but due to the technology of the system. It can only be done by modifying the account and faking the achievements. And trust Dirty little acoustic bastard. I'll tell you. <laughs> little acoustic well, and that, You can't trust them. That's, that, is, that is the biggest change that has happened with the, the particular field of autism is they've, they've now had this autism spectrum that mm-hmm. some very, very minor... Yeah, uh, very, very minor, minor behavioral autistic. issues have yeah. actually been attributed to autism. Yeah, so you can say this kid has autism. Well, he might have a, a really, really minor Asperger's syndrome, and they're right. calling him autistic <laughs> and banking him out as this huge. Victim. And everything we've said about it could autism be and the idiot savant kind of a thing that some of them we have. Don't use totally, that term anymore. We don't use that term anymore. Savantism. You savantism. don't use the word idiot. Yeah. Don't use it. No, just yeah. savantism. You might as well call him. Stupid. All kinds of. I, mean, I have word, not heard that. I mean, the word so, idiot. It's savantism. Yeah. That's all true. What mm-hmm. we've been talking about to that. some degree. Yeah, to some I've degree. met autistic people who are dumb as fucking brick posts. But, sure, uh, <laughs> but they could they could clap their hands and spit like nobody's business. But regardless, <laughs> isn't it frightening that they're watching cheaters closer? I. That's still the, the that's their priority. What I priority. Said. I mean, yeah. you're wasting all this time for cheating. Exactly. Who cares? It doesn't affect anybody. Who cares? What are you doing why about you, the rampant why'd racism? Why'd you, yeah, regulate yeah. your racism on there. Well, mm. if they did that, they wouldn't have any more players. Well, well, no, no that's I, not true <laughs> because no, it, it actually would make. I I play online and we nine times out of ten play in a party so we can just hear each other. Yeah. We just don't oh, want to yeah. hear that shit. Can somebody put a pillow under Scott's head really quick? Uh, the no, last, I'm fa- actually very very fascinated. No, the last time I ran a dungeon in World of Warcraft. Okay. The last time I ran a dungeon in World of Warcraft, I had I had the the group chat going on. And there's six people in the group, and uh, it's me and three other people just kind of making light chit chat, and two guys that are bitches and hoes, niggers yeah. and bitches, and blah 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 yeah. blah. And it sucked the fun right out oh, of it. Yeah. Totally. Three people, mm-hmm. totally. and you don't need that shit. Which is why I hate forums. My my favorite was uh, right. when I first played online one time because you hear all the racism like that, and there's a guy that I play with. We've never met in person. I know all about his family. It's one of my friends' friends. <laughs> And he goes, man, does does Jimmy get mad about that? And he goes, well, yeah, I mean, pretty much like anybody would, right? And he goes, yeah, but Jimmy's black, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. That's why, that's why Shannon and I don't hang out. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Apparently you're um, not albino. Okay, so I've got some more topics uh, coming up in the next half. And uh, just before we go, some quick news here. Quick um, news, quick news. They are making a, uh, a live-action Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> I saw the uh, concept art. How does it look? Looks like fucking Peabody. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> you know, we're worried about non-Americans, but here we have a... We're, this is slavery. The, the 
the boy belongs to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. true. That is true. I'm Peabody, and this is my boy, Sherman. And Might be bestiality. I don't know. They have cast the role of Peabody, Mr. Peabody, yeah. right? Robert Downey Jr. What? Awesome. Oh, so he's a drunk. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the awesome. way, way, way back, back machine? The way back machine, yeah. yeah. Did you, uh, have you ever seen? Oh, yeah, I've seen some of Okay, all right. My dog was up for that part, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's talking a, boy Sherman. Sounds like he's just now as good as his master. <laughs> well, it's going to be the like Yogi Bear. It'll be like the live oh, so action. It's gonna so it's going to be awful? <laughs> You're exactly. saying that there's going to be a big dog that rapes little dogs? It, it, this is this is interesting to me. It's it's uh, playing Sherman. Uh, they haven't cast him. He will be CGI. The, the boy Sherman will be CGI. Will be CGI okay, so the dog which, will be live action. Which I don't get. It says dun, here, uh, Mr. Peabody is the super intelligent dog who deals with his ostracizing from the animal kingdom by condescendingly educating a young boy on the finer points of history, often with the aid of his time-traveling way-back machine. Uh, although the script is being handled, as, 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 see, it's uh, the same. D- uh oh, it is by the guys who gave us Yogi Bear. Uh, uh, I figured uh, as much. Throw it away. That's it. Mm-hmm. Crumple it up. Because if you if you go on uh, Netflix and pull up the first episode of Bullwinkle, it actually has the origin of Mister Peabody <laughs> on there. Really? And, and yeah, he he's a very super intelligent dog and can't stand dog society. And well, and, and that's what that's what the story goes on to say is that his family they're all just dogs. Yeah. And See, you know, so he was like the weird one. There's a great <laughs> shot of him sitting with a bunch of poodles, and they're all just sitting there, la- you know, doing their thing. And he's he's got a martini. He's like, oh, did, you, did you read the latest society piece? <laughs> <laughs> what about fractured fairy tales? Are there any fractured fairy tales? <sighs> I have not found any. Oh, darn! They'll ruin that too. I hope you're paying Robert Downey Jr. a lot and, of money. And Tennessee tuxedo. He will not fail. <laughs> Tennessee tuxedo never fails. We well, must go see Mr. Whoopi. Oh, and go oh. go Gophers. I loved Go 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 first. All right, never mind. We're getting Tony's. His what about Dudley Do Right? Don't forget Dudley Do Right. They've already done that. Teddy's yeah, and, yeah, and they Tony's, did it poorly. Tony's head's exploding. So let's after these messages, we'll be right back. You're too young. Hey, it's Carrie and Tony. Hey. If, if you are familiar at all with Sir Terry Pratchett, you know he's a writer. <laughs> Very good, Carrie. And uh, this is uh, this is all about his Discworld books. There's a convention for the... I didn't know that there were 38 of these books. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating. And it is the Discworld convention. Could you tell us about Discworld, Tony? Well, Discworld is a round, flat world balanced on the backs of four gigantic elephants, which in turn stand on the back of a giant turtle, the great Atuin. I'd like to party with Terry Pratchett because I think he's got some good stuff. I bet. <laughs> it's the uh, it is the uh, Discworld convention. It is uh, and Terry Pratchett is the guest of honor. Madison, Wisconsin, July 8th through the 11th. You need to go to nadwcon.org. That stands for North American Discworld Convention. nadwcon.org. It benefits the Orangutan Foundation and the Alzheimer's Research Trust, which are two of Terry Pratchett's uh, big, big uh, charities that he likes to support. So uh, if you're a fan of the Discworld books, this is certainly up your alley. You should make it to Madison, Wisconsin, July 8th through the 11th. Uh, there's going to be the, the costume contests and, uh, you know, all the things that you expect from a sci-fi convention. All the great con stuff. And, uh, oh, Death is a regular character. Oh, yeah. I've got I've to read these then. The Discworld books, 38 of them. Sir Terry Pratchett, guest of honor. Go to nadwcon.org. That's North American Discworld Convention.org.
And remember, be nice to the cats. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and geek show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program, edgier than most, that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. Or it'll show our softer, more warm and cuddly sides as we agree and live in a utopian state of well-being. You know, either way, you'll hear everything you'd want to know about the latest theatrical movies and the occasional DVD and Blu-ray releases. So, before you have the bright idea to spend any form of currency on the latest M. Night Shyamalan disaster, or if you're just debating whether that latest comic book adaptation is worth your hard-earned cash, check out the Big Movie Mouth Off for our expert, albeit cynical, advice. This delectable digital delight can be found on Comcast On Demand in the Utah local section or wherever beta tapes and later discs are sold. You know, I really need to update my video library. Also, be sure to friend the Big Movie Mouth Off on Facebook for your chance to win free swag, pass it to the press screening that will be attended by yours truly. And we promise to keep the bickering to a minimum while inside the theater. I promise nothing. Oh, don't blame Dan for the music. It's my choice. I'm sitting down here in the basement of the Geek Show Podcastle. Hi, it's me, Carrie, your morning radio host on x96.com. And uh, I want to tell you about PCLaptops.com and Dan Young, the Decimator desktop. This thing is amazing. It is the most powerful. Even Dan is afraid of this. He's afraid he has unleashed something from the... It is, he told me, the most powerful desktop that he and his guys have ever built. Lifetime service and parts warranty. Nobody does that. Just an amazing business. Been there are 15 years. And uh, what you should do is take in your whatever you have. He doesn't care. Scan it for viruses and spyware, and they'll give you a free systems evaluation. And I'm betting you'll be a friend of Dan the Laptop Man by the time you leave. Telling you right now, PCLaptops.com. This very podcast recorded on my wonderful PC laptop. So go and see him. He's a Microsoft Gold certified partner. That is impressive. PCLaptops.com. I love Dan the Laptop Man. Would you sing that again, Scott? No. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to hear that. Scott, during the commercial, it's was singing. I didn't I even know that song existed. It was the like Aquaman a- song? The I words did, Aquaman from, sung to Otan It's from uh, 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 Craig Ferguson. He does it. It's a, it's a segment on the show. Oh, I know he goes, he's a dear fan. Dear Aquaman, dear Aquaman, please give your advice to me, Aquaman. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. And for Scott. Yes. Yay. I shall never sing again. That's not true. That's not true. That's probably not you true. Will. All right. I got a great story here. Yes, let's hear it. Because uh, we all lived through the demonization of D&D. Yes, yes we did. <laughs> well, some of us did. Some of us more than others. Tony, probably not aware. Uh, when I, when nope. I was when It I was stands for Dungeons and Dragons. I know, Dragons. I know when I was, what it is. When I was 13 years old, a church group, um, let's say uh, the majority church group here you in know. Utah. Mormons. You know, the Mormons. The uh, they actually <laughs> had a D&D book burning at a church parking lot yeah. in, uh, in my town. And Magna. it was it was tragic because I had a D&D group we played with every Friday and Saturday night. Great group of people. It was a good way for us to bond. Even the jocks would come and play. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, D&D, we're going to burn these books because they're the devil. Now, you uh, you said the community just a while ago did a... Uh, uh, yeah. Their oh, D&D episode still on? Was, oh, God, it was so funny. It was, an, a it was D&D all based episode. around a D&D game. Nice. <laughs> and Senior Chang was in blackface, which I thought was hilarious. He was a, he was a dark elf. <laughs> he was a dark elf. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, he was... And when I say blackface, I mean, he was black. Black. I mean, a dark black with the white wig and the ears. Pointy ears, white no, wig, good. and pajamas. Nice. Why aren't you wearing your armor? And he's 
he was in pajamas. I'm drizzed. I'm amazed. Well, anyone can play D and D who can get his hands on a rule book and a set of dice that says right. in the story, except for Kevin T. Singer. Kevin. He has T. no arms. Singer. Kevin is a prisoner in Wisconsin's Wapun Correctional Institution. 2004 had his D&D materials confiscated. That's because he was committing crimes against role-playing. He was sharpening the 20-sided die and using it as a shank. You'd use a four-sided die for a Uh, weapon. Singer was imprisoned for bludgeoning his sister's boyfriend to death with a sledgehammer. Okay. Oh, no big deal. Oh, wait, no, wait, wait. Okay. He thought it was Thor's Obviously hammer. Obviously he plays dwarves. Well, he killed his character in d and I understand this. Yeah. But he has sued the facility for violating his First Amendment uh, rights. Oh, wait, there's there's the obvious, uh, obvious D&D joke here. The, the uh, sister's boyfriend failed his save against sledgehammers. <laughs> Dude. No saving roll. For you. Sorry, you're dead. That's, that's, Sorry. Minus, that's a minus four. You rolled a three. Oh, <laughs> man. But uh, January... Wow, uh, nerdiest joke ever. January, <laughs> January 20... It was great, though. January yeah, 25th, was. 2010, the U.S. Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the ban because <laughs> Wampun believes D&D promotes gang-related activity. This huh? Is, this huh? Is the, what? This is the judge. <laughs> okay. According to uh, Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals... Uh, the uh, prison gang specialist, Captain Morosky, <laughs> testified. The policy is intended to promote prison security because cooperative games can mimic the organization of gangs. Oh, shut wow. up. And led to the actual development thereof. What's the two Wait, hit against armor? Gangs. What's the two hit against armor class zero, SA? Yeah. <laughs> I would submit. I would submit that those of us sitting here right now are a gang, but. We pose no threat to anyone <laughs> ever. Yeah, I think but, a gang is six or more, right? Yeah, yeah. I would think. I'll never forget in high school, uh, me and Lee, we got together, all of our buddies, <laughs> rounded up some magic missiles and went and settled the hash of the, oh, yeah, we did. Of the our competitors down the street. Well, yeah, it was Damn, the uh, right. the bloody kobolds. Yeah. They were just down the road. <laughs> and, uh, is it, magic it, missiles something dirty? It well, just, actually, it's, it's a magical explosive device that, uh, that they cannot miss. <laughs> do you remember, so, yeah. do you remember when Thrakbar the Terrible actually opened up that bag of holding? And, oh, man, we're all That was something else. <laughs> that was quite a gang terrible. we had. <laughs> wow. oh, uh, elaborated that during D&D games, one player is denoted the Dungeon Master. Yeah, oh. uh-huh. The gang leader. The, dun- the, the Dungeon Master is tasked with giving directions to the other player, which Morasky oh. testified mimics the organization of a gang. Oh, well, yes. for about 17 years, Lee was the Dungeon Master of the Crips gang out in L.A. Yep. So. Yep. And, and I actually <laughs> helped their expansion out here to Utah. And those were good times, actually. They were good times. You were very successful. I was. <laughs> good Dungeon Master. And now... <laughs> so uh, this is... Uh, uh, this is uh, what they were saying. Look, I know the title Dungeon Master. This is, this is someone de- saying that they're crazy. I know the title Dungeon Master sounds scary and, Im- and important, but don't let the words confuse you. We're talking about a guy who sits around all day drawing maps mm-hmm. and debating about whether a cloak of anti-venom can protect you from a fictional rat bite. It can't, <laughs> unless it's a venomous rat. God. And it... Everyone knows it that. It goes on. See, this is the uh, the side above the law that uh, they, they handle things like this. It says, no, it can't. Rats have diseases. Anti-venom, <laughs> anti-venom contemplates poisons are two completely different things. Yep, yep, yep. I think, uh, the, I think the judge is probably just some ex-like... Uh, uh, football star and he's just kind of like, what a douche I think the judge <laughs> comes from the generation that Lee was talking about yeah. the mm-hmm. ones that burned the oh, books oh sure get off my lawn 
The seventh, There's one now. <laughs> the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeal quoted cases in which extreme escapism fostered by D&D led to murder or suicide. Jesus. And extreme resulted in... escapism. Yeah, or resulted in the offender's imprisonment. So extreme uh, escapism. Could we all be in trouble here, you guys? You know, I would. If I, if I ran a correctional facility, I would actually encourage pen, pen and paper role-playing games over... Uh, hanging out in the yard and lifting weights and uh, the occasional movie night because the 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 role playing games for one if it does the same thing for prisoners that it did for kids in junior high and high school uh, I've told this story before but I had a junior high school history teacher who used D and D to get kids hooked on reading hooked <laughs> on mythology wow. and all this other stuff so this is something that could actually help teach these guys some skills because most people in prison they're there for a reason well singer brought in Paul Cardwell, chair and archivist for the Committee for Advancement of Role-Playing Games. You know, the what? Mormons. Who, have that? This who's is your tax dollars at work? This story is retarded on so many levels. <laughs> he testified, there are numerous scholarly works establishing that role-playing games can have a positive rehabilitative effect on prisoners. <laughs> Dude, I got my first BJ after a D&D game. Yeah, really? That was, was that rehabilitating? rehabilitating. <laughs> back no, when his penis re- did not Rehabilitated my game. life. That's back when you and Lee would... No, oh, never Lee mind. Oh, right, sorry. Okay. No, we, right. yeah. Well, you know, the, the spoils to the victory. That was the second D&D game. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, the Seventh uh, Circuit uh, Court ruled in favor of upholding the ban because none of Singer's witnesses could prove that D&D didn't ultimately lead to forming gangs. Huh? So How is that empirical evidence? Exactly. Okay. And if you follow the news, you'd know that uh, gangs are extremely dangerous organizations that are detrimental to prison security and rehab. And, and carry broadswords. Yeah, they carry broadswords. <laughs> yeah. Here's what the Seventh Circuit of Court Appeal wrote. You're going to love this. D&D can foster an inmate's obsession with escaping from real life. Well, Correctional environment fostering hostility, violence, and escape behavior, which in turn can compromise not only the inmates' rehabilitation and effects of positive programming, but also endanger the public and jeopardize the safety and security of the institution. Uh, what, what, what positive programming are we talking about in prison? That's what I wanted to bring yeah. up. <laughs> you know, prison... I got, I got raped and I got to read a book, and then somebody tried to teach me how to play this game... Originally, prison was meant to rehabilitate. Right. Okay. Not punish. But it once they went all private, it was all about just storing people. Right. Yep. They're they're just lockers. It's not. Yeah. It's just a human locker. It's not about rehab. It's about storing people. All right. Yes, D and D is about escapism. It can provide a nice mental break from the stresses of life, especially if that life is one without parole. D and D has been proven over time. Uh, this is the this is the pro side, not to lead to violence, and it does not incur extra cost to taxpayers. So why no. is it being withheld? That's that's what they were saying. Matter of fact, you could get a D and D starter set for twenty nine ninety nine that would uh, get you your dice, your little markup pencil, and uh, and your dungeon master screen and some rule books. You'd be able to get six or seven guys together that mm-hmm. would be a little more interested in uh, in in fostering a mutual relationship instead of shanking each other. Well, the, uh, this article concludes just with the absolute proof and 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 what it is says what this is all about is punishment it's not about rehab it's not about security it's it's about old school vengeance carried out by state actors he killed somebody and we as a society found something else he liked that we can take away so we're going to take it away it's christopher lloyd playing a klingon in star trek 3 telling kirk he won't beam up spock because you wish it 
Hmm. <laughs> well, well, it was right it? just ended it. You know, it just it's not it's not about any of those things. They make up all that stuff and they make D and D sound That's like it's evil. And it's really just about the biggest ridiculous straw man argument I've ever heard. Exactly. Now, now yes. if, if it's the just argument, about you want it, so I'm going to take it away. If yep. the issue was with mazes and monsters, I would understand. Oh, sure, but not because that. I mean that seriously, was, that was that is fucked game. up. Tom Hanks went nuts and just disappeared underneath right. his college. And That's true. well, but but what the story doesn't say is the large prison uprising they had when. When they allowed prisoners to play Candyland, it's <laughs> <laughs> just because one guy kept trying to go back to see Mister Fudge. Shoots and ladders. That was the problem. That's what, that's what Troy said on uh, on community this week. He's like, "What? There's no board game. How do you win?" And uh, <laughs> this is why I wanted to play Shoots and Ladders. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've got uh, some great news. Okay, we all love Shatner. Most of us. Well, <laughs> except for Pierce. I you love Shatner. I don't not love him. We've loved everything he's done. Except for... Except for Pierce. You have not loved everything he's done. I haven't. I'm I haven't watched a minute of that shit <laughs> I, my dad I didn't like Kingdom of the Spiders or where. Or do you need a ride, little girl? I liked Rescue 911. I didn't like that. <laughs> good show. Jay Hooker? Yeah, Rescue 911. How's that shit my dad says? How's that doing? Uh, I would be surprised if it's back for a second. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, think it's good. coming back. But... I've especially enjoyed his musical career. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. his album with Ben Folds was good. It actually was. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> it, was. it was. Seriously. It was really good. It has, has been a damn good album. Yeah. He did a track with uh, Henry Rollins. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, nice. well, that was great. Really Can't get behind album. it. You ready for his next project? Yes. yes. Is it music? It is music. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Is it with somebody else? This makes me so happy. Yes. Should we try to guess it? Is it rap? Eminem. Is it rap? It's Tupac. Rap. I hope it's the rap. Country? It's not. It's a cross Kanye between West. country Kanye and West. rap. It's crap. Kanye West. Is it Metallica? Is it Miley Cyrus? He's doing... He's doing Metallica? Is what he said? He's doing the soundtrack to the sequel to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It's metal. It what? is metal. metal. That was close. Now, I love the way this was written. I found okay. this on the interwebs. At this point in human civilization, Shatner needs to become a verb. I got Shatnered. You've been Shatnered. Yep. What does it mean to Shatner a thing? means to make it awesome. The process by which one can transform a pre-existing cultural artifact and thus make it at once retro, yet infused with a hipster sensibility that is trendy to the unique picosecond at which it was transformed. That is to Shatner a thing. Shatner fight. <laughs> I love that. Shatner is working with Zach Wilde, who used <laughs> oh to play God. for uh, Ozzy in yeah. Black Label Society. On a new album to come out later this year called Seeking Major Tom. Oh my what? god. One of the songs that he will be doing will be Black Sabbath's Iron Man. Yeah. Shatner's going to sing it? No, he's no, going to well, speak it. You know how he shatters it? it? He's going to perform it. He's but here's I am Iron Man. Yes, but here's the one that you want him to hear. You want to oh hear god, this yes. one. Okay. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Oh, yes, oh I, do. I do. I do. I do. I really nice. do. Can you imagine Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, Let Me Go? Beelzebub. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me. For me. Else. I'm for just me. a young boy. Nobody loves me. Mama just killed, killed a man. man. <laughs> put a gun against his head. <laughs> Pulled the trigger. Pulled my trigger. Now no, he's dead. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so awesome. You know, he has come farther than any other French-Canadian Jew in history. Yes. 
It's so. That's that'll be fantastic. Look for that. I am so excited about the Shatner metal album. I don't think it's going to be better than the Ben Folds album. Though. I don't think so either. I don't know. It has been. It has been is amazing. You're oh. all gonna die. And now. You're gonna die. <laughs> and now a little something for the ladies. Ah. Now, Ooh. are you ready? You. A little something for the ladies. So we got the Wonder Woman uh, TV series. Oh boy. Doesn't that sound like a little yeah. Which it does sound like a, a turd. Um, she likes ice cream parties, and uh, she's a powerful CEO and yeah, some and superhero at night. Yeah. Allie McAmazon. Allie McAmazon, exactly. Well, I'm just going to reserve judgment until it comes out. No, based, based on the trailer, this sucks. There's yes. a trailer? <laughs> well, the trailer I just gave you. Yeah. Oh. But now, hot on the heels of that news of that being picked up, it's time for marketing and merchandising. Oh, good. Merch. Consumer Products have partnered with Mac Cosmetics to unleash a collection of Wonder Woman makeup. Oh, cute. The basic gist involves a line that features bright and bold designs and over-the-top packaging. <laughs> Criminally outdated color and underdimensional skin finishes are no match for Mac's Wonder Woman Olympian feats. I thought they would sell invisible planes and then they could like say, well, there it is. There's your invisible plane. Is your man stepping out on you? Not sure. Try our new magic lasso fragrance. <laughs> Try your that'll Wonder get, Woman douche. That'll get the once, truth out of it. Once him. you get this around him, the truth will come spilling out. Oh, it's it, believe me, it's like this. Among other things. Mineralized skin finish that banishes chalky powders to a land far away. Ultra-versatile eyeshadow quads and pigments to create powerful day-to-night looks, plus lipsticks and oversized lip gloss. That always speak the truth. <laughs> What's oversized <laughs> lip gloss? Are you tired of that same boxed lunch at the Y? <laughs> oh, wait. You'd have why. to be a giant boob not to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> Jumbo powder blush packs a punch to perk up dull complexions and intense colors. I know. Saturated opulash lends comic book worthy color pop to attend attention starved peepers women don't like the word jumbo when it say, comes these to adjectives fat. are not yeah. good it was written by a guy plus size <laughs> mascara make sure to fatten up your lashes exactly adding penultimate eyeliner and nail lacquer to the mix women everywhere go from mild-mannered undercover operators to goddesses with supernatural abilities to oh, charm God. seduce and save the day so are they putting out about this. are they putting out a, a, something called themascara <laughs> They should. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was good, wasn't it, Tony? We'll have you like that. Yeah. yeah. We'll have you looking like a super whore in no time. <laughs> it's uh, a fat as super whore from the way it sounds. As of the uh, uh, recording of this, it is now apparently available in uh, plus size uh, Mac locations everywhere. in North America. Lane Scott's Bryant. wearing some red and the now. dress barn, <laughs> launching <laughs> launching internationally in March. So dumb oh, star spangled panties. What did they sell? Wonder Woman lasso. It's like a rope. Yeah. <laughs> the official rope. Wonder Woman rope brick brack. It's a rope. Would it be like? Is it is it a golden lasso? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a golden yeah. lasso of truth. What the about man- Lyle Wagner? Will Lyle Wagner be in the show? Yes, he's actually <laughs> going to be playing the, th- the the queen of Themyscira, <laughs> and he'll be fabulous. Oh, it's Lyle. Did you know that the man who invented the lie detector also invented Wonder Woman? It's true. Yes. Yep. True enough. That dude was crazy. You did not True know that. that, did you? I did not know that. He was I learned something from every geek show. He was also <laughs> a proto-feminist. Yes. And really into That's bondage. Serious. And really into bondage. Very much into bondage. <laughs> no, seriously. He wanted, he wanted to liberate women. He was a big big protagonist for the women's liberation movement and tying women up. 
As he just wanted to see them in leather. That's all. Yeah. He just wanted so to be tied up by he a wanted woman to free with giant them boots. and watch them in bondage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, I think it was kind of conflicted. Free them up for the bondage. Yeah. All right. This is the embarrassing part of the program. Oh my God! I know. We're just getting now to this. Found this on io9. Ten catchphrases you swore you'd never use. Okay. Oh my heck. True that. <laughs> Talk to the hand. But these are geek based. Not Damn, going. Gina. <laughs> I'm not going there. Damn, Live long and prosper. <laughs> He's on the list. Epic. May the force be with you. Fracking. Fracking. You've got most of them here. Nanu, nanu. Number 10. Ooh. Okay. And you have to admit you use these. Um, okay. We're not in Kansas anymore. Never used it. Ugh. No. I might have used it. There actually is a, a video online right now. Have you seen this on uh, YouTube? There's a video online. Exactly. That actually, that's a, a compilation of every like at least thirty to fifty movies that all said <laughs> we're not in Kansas anymore, and it, and they're all put together, all slapped together. Yep. My, my geek catchphrase I use all the time is, "I have a bad feeling about this." That's mostly when I'm in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that one should be on the list, but okay. it's not. Keep going. Okay. That one should be on the list, and this one I'm guilty of using. Oh. Make make it so. Also, when make you're on the so, toilet, make it so. <laughs> make it so. This is on the list. I don't think it should be spoon. Now nah, somebody's yeah, from the tick. From the tick. From the tick? No. Oh. You have? Yeah. yeah. I love the tick. I only okay. say Beck Manuel. How about this one? I'm the best there is at what I do, but what I do isn't very nice. Only in the bedroom. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what that is. Only in the bathroom. Yeah, Only in the from? toilet. These are all in the that's toilet. Wolf, that's Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Oh. These are all that's in the best toilet. And, and seriously, when you're having a dookie, there's nothing funner than that. <laughs> yep. I'm the best at what I, what I do isn't you know, pretty. <laughs> I'm going to change this list to things Lee says on the toilet yeah, that, are, <laughs> that are lines from I'm Geeky. Say, Lee seems you know fixated in that and one now area. Now that I think about it, that's the only time I've ever yelled spoon. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on the toilet. Okay. This Number is one new, is why is there so much blood? This is a, this is a new list now. This is a new list now. Okay, so here is this one's from Firefly. Oh, <laughs> curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal! Oh yeah, <laughs> Daniel Albertos. <laughs> See, this list just went from okay to awesome. Damn you, Taco Bell! No, Making me a little sick, the whole mental image. And I, and I thought, well, this is kind of weak to end on, but I'm glad Let's we changed it. out it. better. Wait, take that, IO9. Yeah. Okay, here's the next one from The Matrix. I don't know if this one works. Not for the toilet. Oh, I know Kung Fu. Yeah, I see. But you've said that. Oh. <laughs> except, except his version is, I know Dung Fu. <laughs> You shall not pass! Uh, number four is uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You shall not pass. <laughs> Constipation. I sad. got better. It's the name of the episode, by the way, is You Shall Not Pass. <laughs> TMI, TMI, TMI. All right. Let's see. Now, the next one, again, originally a thing that you've worked into your everyday conversations, but Lee uses on the toilet. Okay. Live long and prosper. Bitches. Yeah. Not so much. Not I, for the toilet. I, right before he flushes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the next one's what it says. Right before he flushes. Live long and plos- prosper, flushes. I am your father. No, Luke, I am your father. Father. <laughs> <laughs> he flushes the toilet. Goes, and he goes, no! <laughs> 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 oh, 
Wow, this suddenly turned into a third show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then the I'm final one on their okay. list. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, things that you have said in your regular everyday life. While you're taking a shit. That Lee says while he's taking a shit. <laughs> Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> You do say that on the toilet. Don't you? <laughs> you not that's, that's what he says to him when he walks through the door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that Khan isn't on this list. Well, corn, maybe. Corn! <laughs> Actually, that's the name of the episode. All right, I told you I was going to uh, recommend something Star Wars. Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna finish, oh, yeah. we're gonna finish out the, the show. The suspense here. has been killing me. <laughs> and uh, this is actually you would find this interesting too, sir. Uh, I want you to go to uh, either his website or I watched it on YouTube on my TV last night. Um, this is really cool. Uh, his name is John. How would you say that? Jambe. Jambe Davdar. Yeah. Is the guy's name? It's J A M B E D A V D A R. This he's a fan, Star Wars fan. Okay, he's from Tatooine, probably. Uh, his uh, website is uh, buildingempire.blogspot.com. Okay, he has so put he doesn't together own his own domain. Yeah, he has put together fan documentaries on Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, and just currently finished the original Star Wars. It's called Star Wars Begins. And it's better than anything that Lucas has put on the DVDs, you know, your, your making of documentaries or even commentaries. This mm-hmm. is a guy, he's just a fan. He's taken archive stuff, interviews from people, footage that he has found somewhere on the internet, and has pieced it together. And what you'll do is you will be watching Star Wars. Right. But it's chopped up. You'll watch the movie. Like, the fir- like this one for Star Wars is in 13 parts, 10 minutes each. And he's chopped them all up piece by piece. And he'll have interviews, you know, with Han Solo saying, well, none of us really knew at the, at the time. Talking about Lucas's directing style. Uh, Faster. More intense. No, actually, it was less than that. It was, uh, okay, do it again, but uh, this time better. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's just I, I'm doing a really, I mean he's got alternate takes of things. He's got lost <laughs> footage. He's got all of the like in like in the original Star Wars, Biggs was on Tatooine and and right. uh, the characters. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Fixie uh, uh, Fixer Cam- and Cammy and Fixer. Cammy and Fixer has that footage in there where it was supposed to go in the original cut. And that's huh. and that's actually supposed to be going yeah. back in when the Blu-rays come out. Why it was removed. Uh, for pacing, um, you know, technical problems. Uh, and it's all there, but it's like watching the movie. That's cool. It's really, really cool. So, uh, it, but it is, it's, it's great. So buildingempire.blogspot.com or just go on YouTube and search Jambi Davdar, J-A-M-B-E-D-A-V-D-A-R. And knowing how supportive Lucas is of projects like this, he really is. Like uh, when they did the young George Lucas and Love Betty, actually flew him up to, to uh, the, the ranch to, to mm-hmm. watch the movie with him. He tends to be really supportive of projects like that. So this might be a good, well, good thing for this guy. And it's interesting because I'm hoping there'll be an idea he can steal. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about the making of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But there was shit in here that I had no idea. You know, uh, the original screenplay, references, things like that. It was just fascinating. So, And he's done it with all three movies. So, Did you watch cool. the whole 
13 segments. Last night I watched the whole 13 segments for Star Wars. Now I'm going to go back uh, this weekend and watch uh, Empire and uh, Jedi. You know who I would like really to watch cool. this with? Brian. I was just going to say, we're finally saying something nice about Star Wars that's, because see, Brian Brian's is not, not here. here. <laughs> I wanted to yes. do this. Why? But I guarantee he'd be sitting there going, oh, I knew that. It's like, oh, oh I knew that. I knew that. I, knew, I, knew, I, knew yes. that. I don't think he's that I knew that, good. that too. <laughs> I could do a better job. <laughs> we love so there's that. That's mean. That is mean. That is cruel. We we love. We you, should, yeah, we should go back to our normal niceness. We. That's true. This is a nice show. Yeah. Supportive of all things, huh? people, races, and creeds. Uh, and then the final Racisms item. and creeds. Final item is uh, you know we're getting a lot of movies based on toys. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> and we have on this show joked about we we can't wait for the slip and slide movie. That's good. 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 Don't tell me. Is it coming? Uh, is it coming? Shut. Yeah. Shut up. Death What's next? Don't up. break the ice. Okay, there's a company called ICM. Yeah, that's the management company. That uh, is working with Atari. Okay. So they're, so they're doing asteroids at yeah. Universal. Missile Command, too. Right? They're doing Roller Coaster Tycoon, Missile Command. Yeah. Well, this company, ICM, has now signed Whammo. <laughs> oh. Fuck yeah, Frisbee the movie. Frisbee, frisbee the movie. Frisbee. And yo-yos. Frisbee, Hula Hoop, Super Bowl. What about that stretchy guy? Stretch on Charm. They're making it. already coming. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Hacky Lautner. sack, boogie boards, and slip and slide. Now, yeah, maybe if oh, you. Oh, wow. Fuck this yes. this oh. August, come see Great day boogie in America. board. If you toss that all into one giant meta product, you know, a boogie board, a boogie board slip you can throw and slide, back to you? boomerang, magic so game. So you're saying it should be Whammo the movie. Whammo the movie. And it's just Ooh. about Professor Whammo and his crazy oh. ass Captain ideas. Captain Whammo. And it's set in the 40s. Well, it's a big well, magnet that, thing. Isn't that kind of what the Hudsucker proxy was? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty With much. the extruded the plastic the, dingus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're just going to re-release the Hudsucker I'm a month ago. They call it Whammo. You know, for the kids. Go back and... Watch that. Hot Sucker Proxy is fun to watch this for Paul Newman and his jump rope. Oh, because there's nothing that kids like nowadays than hula hoops. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, finally, a movie about hula hoops. (laughs) Actually, actually, our good server friend Rio at Bruvies is part of a hula hoop group. A hula hoop group? Yes. That's a joint. They do routines. They dance with hula hoops. Oh, like stunts and things? He said server, and I thought he was talking about computers. (laughs) (laughs) Which is odd for. Him Pierce. to think yeah. that if you if you I know think I know because I, I was thinking gosh with pure server would be almost akin to slavery <laughs> oh where's my server all right and we're out of time otherwise I had an article here about uh, how uh, why asparagus makes your pee smell but I, I don't have time for that because so. it's good for you because it smells well it tastes I assure like you too. there's more to it than yeah. that no okay <laughs> All right, so sorry, Doctor. I have Science a website to recommend. It's all the time we have for yes. What? sltrib.com slash blogs slash TV. Way to self promote there, Piercy. <laughs> well, well, it's not like it's Grimley's or something. Well, and, <laughs> and by yeah, the t- it's probably better produced than the Grimley site. By the time this episode hits, uh, our own personal blogs will be available at geekshowpodcast.com. And so you should we'll be have l- the link to that. Linking your stuff on that. Uh, you can also post original content. On yes. Yes, because I have so much extra time in my day. <laughs> I'm just saying. We'll just, we'll just link a bunch of stuff. I am, I am actually planning on doing some stuff on the website. I will do it religiously for about three weeks and then forget all about It'll it. It'll be religious. That's how I roll. It'll we, be the uh, vegan religion. We each have a, uh, we each have a section. Um, Jimmy's is called The Grid. Jeff is Jeff Rants. Uh, mine is called the Grotto. The Grotto. I the believe grotto. that's from the Playboy Mansion. Yes, I wanted to be the GSPC Labs, but I was told it's the Blueberry Patch. No, you can <laughs> you can do it. That was that was temporary. That yeah. was temporary. Blueberry Fields forever. Yours. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yours, uh, yours is called Scott's Thistle Patch. It's a patch because it's because uh... you're sad all the time. <laughs> and of course, the Wild Card Lounge for Shannon. Yes. <laughs> and uh, by then, by this time, Tony should have one as well. Yeah. And uh, he'll probably just review a bunch of video games on it. Which Blueberries, is, which is good because we get what requests like for that. Do. Yes, we do. And uh, now I, I have played this game, Assassin's Creed Two. Yes, this is one I have played. Very good game. And my only complaint with this with this game was it it was trying too hard to be a movie. I wanted to play the game, and it yeah. was too busy doing a scene. Oh, really? Oh, okay. that, was, that was my opposite complaint. I wish there was more movie like stuff in it and less well, playing. If it was a good I, movie, oh, so does, does it <laughs> does it suffer from? Um, Convenient hay bale syndrome, like the first game. Not as bad because it seemed like every fucking tower CHS. in in the in yeah. the uh, Middle Ages had a oh, okay, a hay bale no. at in the base case, of the yes. tower. Yes, it does. It does. Okay, I saw a thing, a late night thing for <laughs> how to <laughs> a cure for convenient hay bale syndrome. <laughs> it was that, it was first. It was the one about the leg tremors, and then it was that. Do you suffer from convenient, convenient hay, hay bales? No, in, in Assassin's Creed, you'll be on top of this tower, and they'll be like, "Oh, there's only one way to escape." Leap to freedom, Leap and luckily, faith. there's yeah. always yeah. a bale. Exactly. There's always a, 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 a it's a, a cart full of a hay, full of hay. or there's a peasant carrying a hay bale, or a giant much, man made of hay. Pretty much anything that you didn't like in Assassin's Creed One, they address in Assassin's Creed Two. So sometimes, so the it's not as repetitive. Bale on fire. Uh, no, and that's the thing though is that I was having fun playing this game, but it just yeah. kept telling a story that I just I'm like I want to play. The one, the one complaint I did have is that a lot of the story in this one was. Um, the old like Renaissance era story when I was hoping for a little more of the modern tale because they all tie together the old mm -hmm. genetic story of his forefathers and then the main character Desmond in, in our time and I wanted to know more of what's happening right now. But so when they that's did for the third one, one of the things uh, Bioshock Two has a, a pretty intense and immersive story in it, but it's going on in the background while you're playing, yes. trying that's not like, to get yeah, your ass handed. Yeah, that's yeah. why I like that. <laughs> that's like Half Life. Half Life is like that. Right. Exactly right. like that. Uh, well, okay. Uh, hey, hmm? Carrie, I wanted to know what your impressions were of those new noir books that you picked up. Oh, oh, um, I, you know, honestly, I haven't read them yet. <laughs> okay. But uh, it, it's they're not good yet, yeah. It was uh, Iron Man Noir and Luke Cage Noir. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read those. Uh, Dr. Volt's got a bunch more in, so you can go and buy them. I, I'm enjoying Ultimate Thor, though. <laughs> oh, God, that oh, book is good. Too. Great book. I've got anyway. two blue. You got hammered. Mm -hmm. Two Blu-rays come out this week. One is uh, Get Low. Which is a uh, Robert Duvall and Bill Murray. Yes, really good performance by Bill Murray. Uh, I thought Bill Murray one, was dead. Oh no, that was just in. It was in a Zombie movie. Zombie Land. Mm -hmm. And then the other one actually is uh, Megamind. Uh, you Will know, I, I never got a chance to it's see that. So. Really I, good. I liked I like Megamind. Movie. It was good. good. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It wasn't what I expected. It was a lot better. Yeah, they I, I had a lot of fun with it. I think they did such a good job animating <laughs> Will Ferrell's character. Right, and he actually. Acted not like Will Ferrell the whole time. Yeah, I forgot it was Will Ferrell, and so I was like, "Oh, could you say Will Ferrell one more time?" Will Ferrell. Thank you. Oh, I, he just manifested. I would like to. Uh, <laughs> I would like to recommend anybody who has wanted to learn about 3D animation to check out Blender.com. It's a free open source 3D animation or 3D rendering program. 
Uh, it's completely free, and the online community for it is staggeringly good. So for me, I've always wanted to learn 3D graphics. Never had the time or the money, because most 3D graphics programs are hundreds of dollars. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this one not only will allow you to do the 3D rendering and the 3D anim- or 3D drawing, it'll allow you to do animation and even do some, some uh, open source coding for video games. So um, really, really good stuff. Is that like a tutorial? They have, they have. if you go to uh, Blender Wiki, mm-hmm. and then there's another site that's uh, Blender Noob to Expert. It'll uh, actually walk you through step-by-step not only the interface, but how to rig everything, how to light everything. Uh, and it's all free, so it really does deserve a lot of love and attention from that people out there cool. who want to support something like that. That's very cool. All right. I got one, too. You? An idiot abroad. Oh, oh yes. No. Oh, yeah. oh, we should. Science Channel. Oh, yes. Carl Pilkington. Super Carl awesome. Pilkington, Ricky Gervais's dumb friend. Uh, <laughs> the world's longest, meanest, practical joke. Yeah. Sending this guy to, country, uh, to countries around the world he does not want to go no. to. No. <laughs> with hilarious uh, I love hilarious the Carl Pilkington. Great. If you listen. The India one. Oh, that one's funny. The China one. <laughs> the greatest comment is like, I don't like it here. It's the guy. They take everything we did and did it wrong. <laughs> yes, if you if you've seen the Ricky Gervais show, which is the animated version yeah, of which I love his, of his podcast on it's, HBO, it's the little round-headed yeah, guy. His little dumb friend. It is really really good. It's hilarious. Why would you want to live here? The weather's terrible. Yeah. Why do people Why do people live well, here? He's like. He's, he's, <laughs> He sees the pyramids and he's like, you know, if this is in my neighborhood, they'd say, take that down. Take that down. <laughs> so take that down. <laughs> All right. well, if they give me toad and I get a liking for it, where am I going to get toad when I get home? <laughs> <laughs> he's genius. All right. That's good. All right. Uh, we done? I think so. Uh, pass more ham. <laughs> <laughs> 